Hello, everybody. I'm John Locke, and I'd like to welcome you to the LockingYourSuccess.com Trading Performance Podcast, where it's all about real traders, real problems, and real coaching. Listen up and enjoy the segment. For those serious about becoming successful, consistently profitable options traders, now is the time to build skills in technical analysis, market analysis, and applied volatility to get those results. We have multiple memberships, starting with our Go membership that teaches rules-based trading and our Pro membership that teaches more subjective trading. For more information, go to LockInYourSuccess.com memberships. Hello, everyone, and welcome to our special open house for Market Outlook for February 26th, 2024. We're going to like to remind you the presentation is for educational purposes only. We're not broker dealers or financial advisors, and we're not making any specific trade recommendations. Also, please be aware your risk of trading options is substantial. Please make sure you're aware of all your risk prior to placing any trades. And uh, please note that we uh, consider anything we cover hypothetical, computer similar trades and results. They believe to be as accurately represented as possible. Keep in mind, live results can vary from similar results for many different reasons. So uh, for our members to post questions to the forum, you just go into the forum and you know, take a look at for the session that we're in, and then you can reply to that session and we'll answer those for you. We don't have any questions this week, so we'll just move forward here. And let's jump in. If uh, anybody would like to have any questions, so welcome to our special guests with our open house. <clears throat> if you have any questions, or anything you'd like to ask, uh, please put that in the webinar chat. I mean, we can answer them to the extent that we can within the time that we have, and uh, we'll do the best we can with that. So, so first of all, special shout out to our zero DTE and day traders last week. I see, saw, um, I was looking on the Discord channel, and I saw some fantastic trades put on, uh, nice timing, and some really good results last week. Uh, one of the things that I would like to talk about is the trade setups that we had for Friday because they were particularly good <clears throat> for our short-term traders. Um, and we'll do that obviously in the context of the longer term. So last week we were expecting an up move in the markets. We got a couple of down days early on. We retested a support level. And then we bounced higher, set in a price pattern, and up we went, okay? Uh, that's pretty much what we expected, pretty standard. But let's take a look, and I kind of want to break down Friday a little bit. Because one of the things that um, we have going on here is we have a price pattern that's, that's here. So let me mark this up a little bit and show you. So we have this area here and this swing high here, which sets in this price pattern. And we have a price pattern target here. We have a market that's moving relatively fast into that price pattern target. There is an extremely high probability that we're going to get at least a stall here, probably some sort of a pullback off of this level uh, in within this time frame. Now we have shorter term price pattern targets that are pushing us higher, but chances are, or the, like I said, the probabilities are really good we're gonna pull back off of this. And we came up into this pretty aggressively here on um, Thursday and Friday. And I'm gonna cut back into a shorter term now, so let me clear these out. And 
this. I'm going to jump into our hourlies for a second. So on our hourly time frame, one of the things that we have is we have this price pattern here that we set in, and we had a breakout of this pattern. So I have the closing prices here, the closing prices here, I have my price pattern target up at uh, 51.62 uh, in my short term. Now, a very common place for the market to stall is about half, half your price pattern target. And what we had here coming into Friday is we had, uh, well, we had Thursday, we had this gap up into this area. And then Friday, we had another gap up over our price pattern target for our longer term and 50% of our price pattern target for our shorter term. This sets us up for a very high probability of a short-term reversal during the day. And if we cut this down and we go even deeper here, and to say our two-minute chart, this was our open. And we say, hey, look, we opened up over our longer-term price pattern target. We opened up um, over our 50% of our shorter-term price pattern target there's a very high probability we're going to fail. So we're looking for evidence of failure. Um, this bar here uh, shows the beginning of the breakdown. So, and of course, we can verify this with our internal readings to make sure that they're confirming or they're not confirming that they're like super high. But the internals here were relatively weak for the day as far as supporting an extended bullish move. We started to break down here. We retest backside of the trend line, retest zero. I'm personally, like if I'm doing the short-term trade, I'm personally short here. We're expecting a pullback and usually we're gonna retest the open, which is down in here. So I'm expecting to pull back to that. So I can be short here in the market and play that pull down. Now, once I get here, I'm kind of expecting a, a short-term bounce. So I'm looking for evidence of a short-term bounce. So um, here, I would be short probably before I even got confirmation of a reversal, right? So my real confirmation didn't really come into play. I mean, my real breakdown didn't really come into play until I got to, to about here, right? So which is, this is my new resistance level, by the way. So, as the market sets in and I get my breakdown off of this level, let me do a zone. Um, this is basically my new resistance zone for the day once I break down. And uh, that's, again, this is a decent trade to the downside, at least to this level here, right? Which is our, um, which is our close. We broke down that level. Uh, which is fine, but uh, but a lot of you guys played this down move. And for those who didn't play the down move, a lot of you caught the up move, right? So if I if we break this down to even a, a, a let's just break this down for one minute for a second. Notice the price pattern that we set in. We set in a nice price pattern here, which is a nice little cup pattern. Realistically, this is our long signal here for the reversal. If you didn't take that long signal, this one was a very clear long signal that sets up a um, support point in the market going forward of approximately right into this range in here. If this will do it for me, there it goes, um, right into this range, right? So this is our basically our support range in the marketplace, uh, right into this zone. And from there, 
So you're short here, you're long here, and then the market accommodated nicely, kind of just staying in our zone for the rest of the day. And bam, we have um, we have a really nice day here on uh, on the zero DTE. So like I said, I saw several of um, the students here, um, a couple of in, in Discord and a couple of uh, notified in the outside Discord of, of the of the trade setup and uh, how this made out. So good work there. So that is an example of how we can use our technicals in the very short term to set up uh, zero DTE or day trading within our options. How we express that in our options is again up to the individual trader. But I really like that setup, so I just wanted to kind of go over that. So let's go back to uh, our longer term stuff here and run back into here. I just want to clear out. Actually, let me go to a short term. I just want to clear out the charts here. With these levels we kind of threw together. All right, we also had a support too, by the way, if you go into something slightly longer term, uh, or I'm sorry, this is our um, our daily close which could act as a support level as well. So let's talk about um, this week. So here, back into our dailies. So here what we have is uh, a move into this zone. Typically, the market's going to try and stall here. That said, we have, um, with this price pattern down here, the SPX certainly has power right now to run up into about 5160. So while this is a nice short-term uh, pullback, like if we're a day trader, from a longer-term perspective, we really don't have anything here. We have uh, extremely bullish market conditions and extremely bullish patterns in the marketplace. We have longer-term price pattern targets that are higher than this. Like if we go to a weekly, for example, our weekly price pattern target is um, like for the year, for example. So like I said, timeframes are very important for the year. We have a, we're going to have a, ta a pattern target, whatever this length is and wherever the top of that is. So I would literally have to go to maybe a, you know, a 10 year time frame here and our high price pattern target based off of this, pattern that we put in over the last two years is going to be 61.43. So if I'm an equities player and the market towards the end of the year happens to run up into the 6100, 6200s, I want to be basically coming out of long positions and maybe taking some short positions for the ride back down to say 4900 or 5000 here. Just like when we talked about um, COVID pattern, and we got up into this range. Right, let me escape this. Just like when we had our COVID price pattern that set in here, and we got up into this range here, where remember that we talked about the red zone. This is where you want to start taking short positions, short positions, short positions. And then we come back, we retest the top of the cup zone. This is where you want to start taking long positions, long positions, long positions. We come up into here. Really, this is just the price pattern set in. Um, you can't I mean, you could go market could basically go either direction there, right? We got a 50-50. We break out to the upside. Uh, we get up into this range here. That's going to complete our price pattern targets here. And then um, you know, we get up into here. We're going to want to be short the market again 
for the ride back down and the cycle back down. This may take, this may happen this year. It may happen in three years, may happen in five years. We don't really know necessarily, but those are levels that you want to have, be aware of as a trader so that you can act on them when, when we get to that point with your longer term positions. Uh, so let's remove that drawing for now. Let's go back to our dailies. So probable price moves coming into the near future is that <clears throat> I like the most probable is we kind of top out where we are and we either run sideways or pull back to our support level down here at around 50-50. That sets in a price pattern that's going to bring us to uh, 51.62 if that plays out. Um, right now, there's really nothing technically that tells us anything different that would be the natural move in the marketplace it is possible we do have a short-term price pattern target we could push up into 5160 ish if we do push right up into there that's a pretty good shorting opportunity or at least put it this way um if we exceed that level the market starts to become uh, very toppy and has a high risk of any uh, pattern failure at that point to the upside but we have full I would call full price support in our short term for moving up to 51.62. So that's a very, uh, that's a very probable move and a pullback into here. Also at 50, uh, 50 is also a very probable move, but this is the most likely range that we're likely to stay in during the week. If we get, um, like I said, if the market starts to pull higher, that's unhealthy. If it pulls higher, say this week, significantly higher than this, that would be unhealthy and you're going to want to be very uh, protective of your downside. Um, if we happen to pull back and break this level, chances are we're going to retest um, this area down in here at 49.20. If that information comes in the marketplace, that's probably going to be our most likely move into 49.20. And if we get some really bad news in the marketplace that comes out, it's possible we can get down into uh, 4,800. I would not, ex realistically, I would not expect that. I think there's a very low probability we'd be down here. But anywhere in this range, when you're doing your positions for the, say, uh, 30 to 60 day time frame, you have to consider anything in this range a highly probable move in the market. And I would actually favor us cycling down and then back up again. So that's my thought on where we're likely to be um, in the SPX. Another thing I want to start adding to this webinar is our data, is our volatility expected moves. And basically what that is, is that is the uh, implied volatility markets expected expectations of where the prices are going to go. And typically what you're, you'll see is you'll see that they line up with our technical levels. Because when the people basically implied volatility, the implied volatility market is, uh, or the reason implied volatility is where it is, is because of supply and demand on your options chain. Um, you get a certain amount of pressure on uh, buying, uh, whether it be on the buy side or the sell side. Of course, remember an option, you don't... When an options contract opens, it's neither long or short, right? It's neither long or short. So uh, in other words, somebody takes a long position. In order for somebody to take a long position or buy a long option, somebody has to have the short position. Uh, 
So who is that person? Is it the market maker or is it the uh, the trader? Right? We we don't necessarily know that. We, I mean, if you you can dig into it and see what the what prices they sold out at, and you could probably make a guess. But we don't necessarily know who's long or who's short. But that supply and demand action is going to determine the extrinsic value of the option. It's not theta. It's not time. Um, it's that process of negotiation, and of course. Um, when you have a particular option has a lot of pressure on it, that spreads out across the options chain as far as what the pricing is. But that pricing um, or that pressure on that option is going to give us an idea from an implied volatility standpoint of where people think the market's going. And that's going to be your implied volatility expected move. There are multiple ways of calculating it. Um, Thinkorswim will calculate it for you if you have that. Like for um, our expected move for today, for example, is going to be plus or minus 19 points. Again, you're going to need to do this before the options chain becomes active on the uh, on the day. It was a little bit higher as of last Friday. Realistically, you want to look at your options. You want to look at your uh, market close um, on Friday. And this expiration cycle, and you can kind of see it here. Again, there's uh, there's multiple ways you calculate it. This is this is one way. The other way is the 16 delta delta method. You take a look at what options are 16 delta, and that's another way to do it. So um, we're going to start adding that in there, and I'll drag that over in a second. If I have a question. Uh, okay, so Alex is asking, hey, John, you mentioned if uh, SPX went to 5160 too quickly, you'd want to be short. Would you also, uh, well, I've, and time frame is important here, right? So you have to remember, we are in bullish patterns in the long term. Our bullish patterns have price movement support in the longer term, all the way up to 61, whatever, right? So whatever the number we, we pushed earlier. So if I do take a short position in the market, it's going to be in the context of a short-term trade. It's going to be in the context of, say, a 60-day trade. I wouldn't come in and say it'd be short for the next 60 days just because we got up to 51.62. It would be a short-term situation. And what you would want to do is, um, I know some people are new here, but for the people who've been here a while, is you want to monitor patterns for reversal. So... Um, an example of that would be if I'm in the one minute time frame, I you know am short maybe up in this area or certainly on this breakdown, short, 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 short. I'm monitoring for some sort of a reason to or some sort of a reversal signal. Um, I want to look for reversal signals, particularly on when my I hit longer term levels. So if you remember here, I said I had a longer term level that is a potential area where the market's going to bounce. Well, it tries to hold that area for a little bit. So your short-term traders will almost almost always, like 90% of the time, are going to make an attempt here. They made an attempt here, and they failed. The market continued to break down. Uh, I'm still aware that I'm at a support level longer term, so I'm looking for evidence of a reversal to the upside. And... Um, Therefore, I want to monitor my downtrend. So if, if I take a look at this, this is my general um, downtrend right now. And here it, here it is escalating in speed, right? Um, this is the attempted bounce off of my support level, my primary support level, which is here, 
right? That's the attempted support level that that failed. Okay, I, I still remain bearish there. Um, and then, okay, this is kind of the first evidence of a potential reversal. Um, I come above my horizontal. This is my reversal point basically right in here. And I can be long there, keeping in mind that um, it would be fairly normal for the market to try and retest trend line and retest this uh, realistically retest trend line, which could be all the way down into here. That would be fairly normal and still a sign of a reversal potentially, by the way. Um, but here it didn't do that. We came up here. Um, we broke horizontal. It's going to try and retest horizontal. We have our next steepness of trend line. This is like a, first of all, this is, and this, and this could be, this could be a daily chart. This could be a weekly chart. It could be a monthly chart. Um, it all works the same way in different time frames. But now here, this is my most prevalent cut pattern where uh, I break this horizontal with also breaking the downtrend line. This is a, this is, this is a bullish reversal in play. So I'm monitoring the reversal and, um, realistically i would probably take it pretty early i probably wouldn't take it here but i would probably take it here and take a shot long because again this is my longer term level down in here and this level here is the one that um, um i would be interested in holding like i want the market to hold this level going forward a break of that level would it would not be great for me at this point right so then i want to be I want to be long here. And then I would make the same process monitoring the upside for a reversal if my position was concerned about the market reversing at that point. So we're doing the same thing um, in the longer term here. So if we go back to our, let's see, should I go to the hourly? So what I have here is I have a longer term level here that actually should hold if we break up and higher. But I have this price pattern. If I accelerate right up into here relatively quickly, then there's a very high probability I'm going to come back and if I'm going to put my drawing tool back on. If I shot up into here like relatively quickly, there's a very high probability the market's going to pull back into here. This could make, this could, this could happen in an hour. It could happen in five minutes. It could happen over three days. I don't know what that time frame is, but I know here uh, I don't want to be adjusting up here necessarily in my longer term positions. I don't want to be, uh, you know, and if I was doing short term day trading, one or two day trades, um, I'd want to run back down into here. But remember, I'm in the context of a, of a strongly uptrending market here. So um, I'd want to be looking for evidence of a reversal here. Um, um, okay. So then that would be the instance where we run right up into it relatively quickly. The other thing that could happen here is we run back down into here and we run higher. If we do that, that's going to set up a price pattern target again um, up into here. And again, I'd still want to be short here probably, uh, although my probabilities are less. So one of the things you want to gauge is your probabilities. I have a fairly high probability that this area is going to hold if I don't get a pullback. 
if I get a pullback, there's less probability that that's going to hold. Because now that I set this in, no, no, I'm still going to hold. So let me remove this drawing. Let me, uh, this is still, this movement here is still um, a fairly high probability that this is going to hold. So this would be the highest probability this is hold. This will be the second highest probability this will hold. If, for example, the market does something different, and this is if-then scenarios that you set up. If this does something different and it runs right up to here and then it pulls back to here and then it comes back, then this is not a short. No, 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 no. This is a long position coming into play because what I did is I set in a new price pattern from here to here. And then now once this breaks out, there's a, this is a, that's a long trade. That's a trade to the upside. So this level, depending on how it's approached and depending on what happens ahead of time is going to, um, is going to be either a opportunity to maybe for a long short-term trade or for a short, short-term trade, anything in the longer term right now has to be bullish because we are, um, we have our bullish price patterns in play and the market's likely to go higher. Okay, so so how we approach levels is, is pretty important. But right now we're kind of overextended. In the, if we went right up to here, we'd be overextended in the short term, um, and we would want to um, at least again for the short term be short this level. But like, keeping in mind that we want to monitor for market reversals and so forth within our price patterns. Um, okay, so anyway. Let's move on because we are running out of time. So let me jump into here. Those are my thoughts on SPX. Uh, one of the things we do in Market Outlook, we look for confirmation in other indexes of what's going on, what's happening in the NDX. Well, oh, and by the way, oh, let's quickly look at our expected move. Uh, let me look at one of my other drawing sets here. Uh, daily move. So these are um, some levels that we have. So this is our predominant price pattern. This is our predominant price pattern target. Again, this was part of the setup on Friday. Uh, we expect the move market to come into here and then maybe try and back off. If we go to our hourly chart here, these are our implied volatility expected, expected moves. Our daily move expected is to, um, what, 50... 51.14, right? So that's a high probability. And our daily expected move to the downside, um, if you take that out, is 5,064. If you do the method where we look at um, like a plus and minus, right? So if I price the straddle, price the strangle, divide it by two, that gives us just a number that's plus so many points to the upside, plus so many points to the downside. That puts us here. If we do the 16 delta method, the 16 delta delta method is basically on the same spot. The 16 delta method to the downside is um, 55 about, uh, well, I have the exact numbers. I'll throw them to you. It's, it's about here. And then this is our weekly expected move, which is if you do plus or minus um, based on the, um, say, like straddle and strangle prices, it puts us here. If you do the 16 delta method, it puts us uh, a little bit higher and a little bit lower. Um, now, one of the things that I like that we're going to be looking at going forward is the difference between our 16 delta method 
and our point method. Usually the 16 delta method is going to favor the downside. In other words, it favors more room to the downside because the implied volatility or the risk of a down move is generally more concerning to traders than the risk of an up move to most traders because most traders are long. And there's going to be usually a negative difference there to the downside. When we get something different, or like, so say, say for example, I get a much bigger difference than normal between my point method and my delta method, the implied volatility is highly favoring a down move. If I get the opposite, which I have in the Russell expected move, what I have here in the Russell expected move, I have a difference of 1150. And, and this is, don't, don't, don't um, concern yourself with, um, with this line here. This is just like, this is a confirmation line. Um, because the if the data is so unusual. So normally on an index, you're much more, um, you usually have a negative number here. In other words, I have a difference between my point value and my 16 um, delta method of 11.5. Normally I would expect to see a 12 or 13 or 14 here. I see an 8.88, that's highly unusual. The implied volatility market in the Russell for the week is expecting an up move for the week is clearly expecting an up move because this would be extremely unusual. And because that's unusual, I, I looked at some other expiration cycles to see if, if uh, like, you know, a couple days before, a couple days later, to see if that is indeed, um, indeed happening, and it is across multiple chains. So in other words, I don't want a piece of erroneous data kind of throwing me off. Um, but in the Russell, they're expecting... Um, the implied volatility market, at least, is expecting an up move. So I think that's interesting. Um, so anyway, there is um, some different techniques that we'll be using you know, going forward here. Uh, but anyway, let's look at some other assets and just really quickly go over those because I'm running short on time. Our NDX here is, this is our consolidation zone right now. We are retesting this, so um, this is our sideways zone. Here, we really have a 50-50% chance. There's a fairly high probability we run up to 18, uh, 821. There's also a fairly high probability we come back down and retest at least 50% of this level to the downside and possibly the bottom, certainly this trend line. So we have, this is the expected zone that we would think of technically in the NDX. With where the SPX is, I would expect that this probably is going to try and maybe pull back a little bit or consolidate um, for the short term, but probably eventually break higher. And um, this is all bullish right now. Um, it doesn't turn bearish unless we start to break this low. Really, any you want to buy a pullback here in this technical condition. These are previous all-time highs, this blue dotted line here. Um, if the market comes down, I want to be continually bullish, continually bullish, continually bullish in this, um, expecting it to, to make some sort of a rebound. We really don't have any, this is like a 50, 50 in the short term direction right now on where this is going to go. The highly probable places it'll go, like I said, is up to 18, 81, anything over that. If we run right up to that and continue to go again, that's a good short term shorting opportunity. Um, if we pull back into this level here, that's a good short-term long opportunity. And long-term, you have to be biased 
to the upside. There's just nothing technical here that's 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 bring that's negative at this point. Um, the Dow is the same thing. We actually broke out higher in the Dow already, so you can see from a price pattern, this is leading the NDX a little bit. Um, the most likely move in the Dow is up to 39.818. So this also was bullish. Of course, if I get a failure in the Dow, then that tells me we're coming down. But with any kind of a down that move, you want to be bullish. A um, expected range in this thing is going to be anywhere from 38.10 to about 39.18. You should fully expect that range within your longer-term strategies to play out, favoring the upside because, again, this is a bullish breakout and the probabilities are higher that we're going to be up in the here. And, again, if I'm going to do a temporary short, it's going to be up at this 39.18 uh, area, assuming we don't set in a price pattern, right? Uh, and then um, let's just spend a little bit more time on the Russell because a lot of us trade the Russell. We know the implied... Well, first of all, we know this is our long-term resistance zone in the Russell right here. This was a very good shorting opportunity when we got up into that. Again, our longer-term price patterns uh, and so forth override our shorter term. And for those of you who don't look at this longer term, this was a very significant zone of support for the Russell when we we're up higher. And it was a very significant zone of resistance on the retest. This, um, we're probably not gonna clear this area for a little while on the Russell, we'll see. Uh, the, we know the implied volatility market is heavily favoring a uh, up move for the week. So I'm gonna go with that. Chart patterns from a price standpoint down in here are bullish. We have, these swing highs here, 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 um, that should hold us as support to the downside, which we have, we, we're here, right? We're in this upper range right now. Um, price patterns in the upper range actually put us fairly high. Um, like we have a pattern developing in here that gives the market on the short term the ability to go, you know, as high as like 2244. The problem is that this is a very substantial zone and the SPX is overextended, um, arguably to the upside. The Dow's a little overextended to the upside in the short term, uh, or at least it's getting there. So I think that we're going to have a hard time getting above, say, um, 2140 in the Russell. Again, we want to do our cross-index analysis. Uh, the implied volatility market's almost implying that we're going to get a stall in the SPX um, or maybe even a bit of a pullback. But the Russell's probably going to hold level and try and go higher. And I think we're probably going to see the Russell up in probably above these swing highs here in the next, uh, in probably this week. Right? So I'm... I basically, I'm basically bullish on the Russell. I, th I think we're going up, and but but I do think that we're going to likely get some sort of a stall pullback in the markets, and it's going to have a hard time getting above this level. If we clear this level in the Russell, I mean, it's all systems go up into this level here, around 2244 um, or 2250 area, um, but I, I, I just don't think we're going to clear that. I don't think that that's going to happen. I think we're more likely to come up in this level and then, then cycle back down into these swing highs, maybe up into here. 
and then eventually maybe break higher. Again, we have a lot coming into the end of the year. We have the election. And if you look at the implied volatility market here coming into the election, um, and we take a look at what's going on last week in our uh, horizontal skew, right? Our horizontal skew tells us what's going on out in time. Um, this is a very bullish horizontal skew, by the way. We have, um, you know, nice contango in the marketplace through many cycles, but then we have this going on here. Um, and this, um, this is actually in February, but you can see, uh, I think that the traders are going to be concerned coming into, oh, actually this is October, right? So this is our October contract. You can see a very large gain in implied volatility. I would expect a lot of back and forth. Well, we don't know, right? It depends on the news. If Trump gets thrown out and can't run, but if he's a serious contender and it comes in here, I mean, they're concerned about what's going to happen, the election uh, in the marketplace. You can, you can see that here in this big gain um, in this October contract. So um, I would expect some pretty big random large price movements coming into that era until then though you know we got up into the next 30 60 120 150 days this is all normal all bullish 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 um you will have to see um, what happens coming into election uh, as new data comes in the marketplace but we want to be aware of that um and we know that the market is definitely concerned about the election right now okay so that is uh that's basically what we have again um we break down in the markets or i guess we didn't maybe talk about highly probable range let me look at uh i'm just going to go into our daily range in the russell this is what the implied volatility market is telling us on the russell so for our daily move for today they're saying it's highly probable that we go up or down this is Fairly normal, but slightly bullish. Usually, I, I get have, have a little bit more room to the downside between our standard method and 16 delta method. So I would say that's they're favoring an, an up move, but really indecisive on what's going to happen today. Um, for the week, they are, in my opinion, favoring an up move. Although this doesn't look right. Let me look at my numbers here. Delta method is 1963. Yeah, so this is backwards. Our 16 delta methods, 1963. I didn't mark this out right on the chart. Um, our 16 delta method actually puts us down here. And um, our point method puts us higher. So in other words, these are, these are actually inverted. Um, I'll go back and fix that for you guys. But um, again, they're favoring... They're definitely favoring an up move there. Um, and technically, let's look at technically. Let me go back to my default drawing. Technically, I'm also favoring an up move. We're definitely in a strong uptrend. Pullback should be limited to the swing low. Um, of course, we start breaking that swing low. That's a different story. But... With the information we have now, my thought would be if we pull back into the swing low, I'd probably be bullish there, especially if the other markets kind of confirm that. Uh, if we pull up into here, I'd be a little cautious being bearish there. Uh, but if we certainly get up into this area here, uh, what you're, what I think we're going to 
most likely see in this, if we do break higher in the Russell, it'll probably be a fake breakout and it'll probably come back down into this area here around 2006 when the other assets reset. Okay, so this is when we get our, into our cross-index analysis. I, I don't have time to get into that today with our new people, but with our more experienced people, they understand what, I, what I'm talking about here. Um, if we get up into here and we have a breakout and the Russell and the other indexes are at their levels where they're likely to reset and pull back, chances are this is going to be a false breakout and we're going to pull back into the 2006 area. In other words, it's not like all systems go. Um, on the other hand, if the other indexes reset, so we get a move up into here and the Russell and the other indexes pull down into that up move and they're at their point where they're likely to bounce, then we're going to say, oh, now the Russell has a fairly high probability of going higher. Um, I just don't see that right now. Again, uh, expected range for this week's like 1982 to about uh, about 3,000, uh, no, about 2,100. Okay, so uh, hopefully that is uh, is good for everybody. Again, thank you guys for, uh, you know, I want to mention membership is open for March for our market outlook. For those of you who would like to improve your trading by understanding market movement and where the prices have a high probability of going and where they have a low probability of going. And um, it's an extremely good talent to have um, keeps you out of trades that are likely to lose, puts you in trades that are more likely to win if you understand this. And again, you can modify your adjustment points within your more non-subjective strategies. And then, of course, as you're doing zero DTE, you should definitely understand what the market's doing. Um, uh, again, I would much rather prefer being directional zero DTE. We can set up some really high reward, low risk trades that when they go our way, which is going to be most of the time because you understand what you're doing. When they go our way, you can make a lot of money with a very little risk rather than trying to do a condor in a very short um, time frame and taking on a lot of risk and hoping that nothing bad happens and that you make a little bit of money, right? So there's a big difference between doing that. And Virginia said, um, this weekly market outlook has been a very valuable tool for me. And um, yeah, so uh, thank you for the comment. And uh, yeah, it can be, it's, it's gonna be extremely valuable in your trading. It's much more, um, you're gonna be a much better trader if you understand the market condition under which you're trading and then you adapt to that, then if you just blindly put on trades every week and hope they win, right? So it's a huge difference between that. All right, so thank you everybody. And we will uh, we'll see you, our members, on the next Market Outlook. And of course, we'll see our Go and Pro members on Options Trading for Income in about 15 minutes. Trade well, everyone, and have a great week. And that is what I have for you today. If you have any questions or comments or anything else you'd like to see in the next Trading Performance Podcast, please list that in the comments and I'll personally answer your questions and comments for you. Also, I'd love to encourage you to come on over to LockingYourSuccess.com. That's L-O-C-K-E in your success.com and check out our Trading Performance and Pro Memberships where you can find the tools you need to become a much more effective trader regardless of the type of trading you do. Thank you for joining me. I look forward to seeing you on the next Trading Performance Podcast.